This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. G'day, Matthew. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? Really good, thank you. How are you? Oh, look, I'm fabulous and I'm actually funkadelic. I've got funkadelia in my in my veins. Our show's M&M with M words. I'm marvellous and m- mongy. Oh, I hope you don't have myxomatosis. No, ooh. <laughs> That's a weird, scary thing. What did we talk about last time, Matthew? Uh, I talked about macaroni. Mm. And was macaroni in your hat or was macaroni in a box? Both. Oh. But mainly I talked about the box one and I also talked about how it originated uh, from the UK, then the US, and how an enslaved chef of a president popularised it within the United States. And I let you know that today Kraft sells one million boxes of Kraft mac and cheese per day. Yes, it's one of America's chief contributions, really, to, to international cuisine. Just quickly on that, though, I did once have macaroni and cheese made by a Michelin chef. Oh, wow. It had... Oh, my goodness. It had blue cheese and then it had truffle oil. Oh, Oh. hello. Oh, and it had like twice pasted pasta. So, in other words, it had gone through the ring. Like the pasta was the five out of five pasta, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They'd rung it and then they rung it again. Is that right? It was was a really, really, really thin tube. It was super expensive, but it it was a mouthful of heaven. Mm, mm, mm. But I've also had craft dinner when I was making your blunts in Canada, and that tasted like an old man's boot. But it'll do when you've got the munchies. Do you have you had a mac and cheese ball? Yes, I love them. Yeah, yeah, not they're bad a bit de rigueur in Australian restaurants now. Yeah, they are. And what did you talk about? What did I talk about? I talked about Micronesia. Micronesia, and I, I told a little bit of a Micronesian folk tale. It was. It was an interesting one about loaves of bread in trees and angry neighbours. And then it kind of got a little bit, yeah, maybe elided with the biblical stories of the loaves, the fishes, the mm. the Holy Trinity, the. All the things. Yes. Although a breadfruit tree that fruits fishes is not anywhere in the Bible that I remember. No, but we live in a world of metaphor. Oh, yes. Uh, We live in a metaverse Mm -hmm. of metaphor, perhaps. And we have meta-awareness of the metaverse metaphor. I'm going to stop now. We're getting carried away. Yeah, I'm just so meta. So um, (laughs) what are you talking about today, Matthew? Okay, I'm going to start because I think mine might be a little bit more... Sad and kind of morose. Morose, yeah. It it my Morgan. word my word today, Michelle, is missile. Oh, and I'm not going to lie. This was a tough one for me because I'm not. I want to. I want to use my words carefully when I say this. I'm not. I know no one loves war, so what I'm about to say sounds weird. But except all of the soldiers in shares. Um, uh, if video? I could turn back down. Yes, and she didn't. You're very good at that, Matthew. Oh, look, I'm And okay. she didn't mind having the missile, you know, as a seat. She wore duct tape in that video. Mm. And I often wondered when it was removed how it felt. Oh, treating a missile like Miley Cyrus treats a wrecking ball. So 
I didn't love this word because I'm not a warmonger, but when I say that, I know that no one really is. I also understand that throughout history, we've had some very pertinent, powerful, you know, wars that need to be known and need to be historicised. <laughs> You're welcome for a wonderful new word. <laughs> yes. Historicised. Yes. G- g- others would use the word reported, but he says historicised. Why wel- not? You're welcome, world. I like it. Um, but yeah, I, I find it. I find it difficult. I find it difficult to uh, look at the weaponry that we have created to kill ourselves. Mm. It's a tough one for me. Um, and there's something particularly nasty about throwing something up into the air and mm. letting it fly and hit people where you aren't even anywhere mm. near. Mm. Yeah. So, look, I'm going to get into it, but I, I unfortunately you might find that I'm a bit morose during this one because it's a, it's a topic that doesn't titillate. Missiles are guided. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the biggest difference. If it's an unguided missile, do you know what it's called? A bomb? A rocket. Ah. So rockets, rocket launchers, the launcher itself is where you line up your target. So a missile or a rocket is launched, a bomb is dropped. Yes. Cool. But a missile is guided, so the actual technology on board itself guides it. So I can say to said missile, go and hit Matthew's house. Yes, and and you don't need to be pointing my house. Like, you can type, like, okay, so missiles have five system components. Right. They're very complicated. It has a targeting component, a guidance system, a flight system, an engine, and a warhead. So these five systems work together. Once you've pressed go, those things kick in. Can you pull it back? You can, you can detonate it wherever it is. Right. Yep. So you can't pull it back. You can't say, change your mind, come home, because wherever it comes, it's going to pop. But there is a kill switch, so you can press a button and, and wherever it is, you can just explode it. Well, you hope that an asteroid comes along and knocks it out. So all of those systems kick in to the missile. They're extremely complicated and unbelievably expensive, as you can imagine. And I guess that there's lots of stuff that can go wrong then when oh. you're setting off a missile. Well, it's like rocket launches. How many mm. times have we gone three... To and you just see some teeth going off to the side and a big fire. There's <laughs> only chimp teeth, though. No humans were hurt. We love all people. Yes, all people. The chimps, not so much. So yeah, so those systems kick in, and and it's a real, it's a really technologyed weapon. Okay, now they're self-propelled usually by jet engine or rocket motor. So in other words, when you click go, it's not what stays with you on the ground that propels it. They have their own motor system or jet jet engines on board the missile. Right. So, so it's, flies, it's, it's a flying like a horror. It's yeah. a flying nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, now, different types of missiles exist, and this is what really freaked me out was the amount of different missiles we've created. I'm not going to go through the whole list because it's horrifying and it goes on forever, but things such as surface-to-surface missiles, air-to-surface or surface-to-air, which is also known as a ballistic missile. Mm. You would have heard that term. So because they all, the missiles themselves are going to change markedly depending on where they're meant to be heading. If they're meant to go to the ground, Mm. they're going to have a different system on board and they're going to have a different warhead than they are if they're going into the air. So missiles that are shot to hit other missiles or missiles that are shot to take out planes or asteroids, as you said, when it's exploding in the air, depending on where they are, the, the temperature of the air, the quality, how much oxygen is in the air, etc. Mm. Because as you know, to cause an explosion, you need a very specific 
chemistry. It's a chemist. It's chemicals. So the missile that's designed to go to Matthew's house, as you said before, and blow it up, is going to be very different to the one that's you know meant to go to the Earth's ozone layer to blow something up there because the temperature is completely different. Mm. All of the environmental factors are completely di- different. Do you need to shoot a missile from a stationary? Place or can you shoot a missile from something that's moving like a plane? You can shoot it from something that's moving. Right. That's why there's air, um, air to air. Oh, air to air. So you know you can have Top Gun. Remember they shot missiles out of their own things at each other. So yeah, didn't see it. Believe you. You haven't seen Top Gun? Oh, Tom Cruise. Michelle. I overrated. Val Kilmer on the other hand, I rate. Listen, we're going to have a night on and the wines. And Kelly McGillis, is it? With the yeah. big hair and, and the, and big the tartars. 80s, big 80s <laughs> um, jacket. I'm going to have a night with you on the wine. We might have a mac and cheese ball and we're watching Top Gun. Okay, okay, then. Was it? <laughs> oh, God. What's, um, Goose or something? What are their names? Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. I'd like to say that I agree with you about Tom Cruise, but in the 80s he made a few bangers. Did you see Cocktail? (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that a piece of crap? God, dear valued listener. (laughs) The only new Beach Boys song in it in decades. We love love all peoples. (laughs) Okay, back to Missile, Michelle. Historically, a Mm. missile refers, so this is the actual meaning of the word, it refers to any projectile that is thrown, shot or propelled towards a target. Right. In other words, there is nothing peace, love and mung means about this. You don't shoot a missile of love anywhere, do you? Well, metaphorically, I believe a few billions people have, you Mm. know, behind closed doors, if you will. (laughs) And every guitar band ever. Yeah, and every yeah, exactly. But no, they are really weaponized horrors. Is, and is, very phallic. Actually, that's a beautiful segue because the top of my page actually says "cause size matters." <laughs> there you go, perfect. I'm gonna. I did some research into the different kinds of missiles that are out there, but honestly, the tears started flowing too quickly because it's just horrifying. But I want to talk about this bad boy. And, like, you best believe size matters for this one. Listen to this missile that was um, unveiled in 2016, not long ago, mm-hmm. in Russia. Oh. It's called the RS-28 Samat or Satan-2. Or Putin's Peril. RS-28 Samat or Satan-2. Like Satan Jr. Yeah. This missile is, it was huge. It looked like a house. The actual missile itself was the Gosh. size of, um, you know, like a really big double-decker bus? Yeah. Two of those. Wow. With like 48 seats. I'm talking two of them back to front. This thing was massive. The photo I saw of it on the street took up like so much of the street, eight shops stretched out behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like something that Evil Knievel would jump oh, over. This missile, the Satan II, has a range of 11,000 kilometres. Now, let me put that into context for you, Michelle, because I saw you. your I eyes just roll you. into the back of your head. That's like Sydney to Dubai. Wow. That is. So I, Sydney to the Middle East. Yep. Now, on an A380 aircraft, which is what Emirates and Qantas fly from Sydney to Dubai, it takes 14 hours to get there. This missile will get there in four hours. What? Ah. So it is. So it's, it's breaking the. Sound barrier? No, but it's right near it, and it is loud, apparently. Extremely loud. How high is it? But that's the thing. This missile doesn't fly like a plane. It goes up 
and then down. So it gets suborbital. It goes right up into you. Wow. This missile is capable of destroying targets flying over the North and South Pole. You're only going to have one, aren't you? You're not going to want to run out of it either. I I couldn't find the price of it. No, and, and they tested it? Yes. Only in Bikini Atoll? It's capable of destroying parts of Earth that are as large as France and Texas. Oh! And I, when I say destroying... France plus Texas or France no, and or? the landmass. Yeah, so oh. Texas, France is roughly the size of Texas. They're, they're similar, so that's just a point of reference. But Good Lord. France has... Just, just knock out a whole, a whole country just like that. Bang, and gone. And nothing is left. Or leave a massive hole in the US. Nothing is left. It's a nuclear warhead. When it landed, it could also, I would imagine, shift plates and create earthquakes. Oh, absolutely. Tsunamis, earthquakes. It would be Cat, uh, phenomenally yeah, devastating. Uh, it's been tested in Siberia, which is, thank the Lord, but never used. And from There's what only I, prisons there anyway, aren't there? There's fuck all yeah. there. There's permanent winter. Yeah. And like one woman eating a potato. Um, <laughs> from what I read about this thing, they don't plan to ever use it. It's like a threat. So it's like Thank that, God. It's like that that beefed up dude at Ocean Street at three in the morning who has his guns out. He's like, Yeah, yeah. look at me guns, mate. Yeah, yeah. He's, You've been down there, haven't you? Well. You're bouncing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this honestly, Michelle, this this thing is a nuclear warhead. So if it if it did uh, take out France, yeah, so it would be felt across the globe. Mm. It would shift tectonic plates. All of Europe would have nuclear fallout from it. Like it is just a monster. So what Melbourne's just been through, you could imagine that maybe if that if the missile landed down the other end of the earth. Melbourne might get the same sort of outcome as what it's just had with 5.9 or something. 5.8. Yeah. Correct. What what really, in a way, you have to be kind of, you have to take your hat off to this thing. At the same time, why did at one point a government go, you know what, let's put all of the research, money, time, energy into creating something that is just Only so- one reason, because someone else had one that was bigger before they made theirs. Merka. America and Russia have almost America. all of them. Uh, North Korea has a few um, of these big ones. Is a missile of that kind of capacity uh, at the fingertips of a president in the US today, right now? Could Biden go? No comment. Bang. <gasps> if they're listening, I don't want to have my head lopped off. Tonight. You clearly don't have the security clearance yeah, to tell me, no, or look, I don't. <laughs> I, I imagine that it's probably more, you know, the heads of the, you know, there's a name for these guys, the Justice. There's Justice a, League. No, 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 no. Not the Justice League. I watch a lot of American TV Suicide drama. Suicide Squad. Them. Them. Yeah, them. No, no, no. I think the president obviously has the final say, but there's departments under him that are more focused on this kind of stuff. To look at it, it just, it makes you wilt. it make you melt. it make a lot of the earth melt. I think it, it's such a silly thing, isn't it? Mm. The concept of competition being applied in this way. Like go to the Olympics and run against each other, but don't. You got the bigger missile, I got the bigger missile. And the the thing is, and don't answer this because it's 10 episodes worth of a question, you know, is it fundamental for us as humans to war as opposed to peace? Is it part of our evolution that we actually have to take each other out and kill each other so that we get better and stronger, so that our psychological processes improve? That just disturbs me on a level because I think, why can't the Russians go and hug the Frenchies? I'm not saying, I mean, I'm talking about this, you know, this example I gave, but why yeah. aren't we all doing daisy chains and making out? 
Like, why? It must be, and let's not answer it because it's too no, whopping no. of a thing to even ask, but, like, it must be in our DNA that we have to kill. Otherwise, we just simply wouldn't be creating these things. No. And there's plenty of people on either side of the fence, aren't there? There's yep. people who say, no, we default to collaboration. Yep. And there are those that say, no, we default to War. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, competition. So, Michelle, that is Missile. Um, mm. It's a hard one, isn't it? It feels if it's it's an uncomfortable one to discuss, which is interesting because I'll be honest with you, this is the first one, the first word that we've had a lighthearted look around that it wasn't a lighthearted look. No. I felt it in my body and then the flow-on effect of what I've learned about all this stuff just feels icky and hard and, you know, I know that, you know, that's part of it because Devalued Listener will go there. Well, I can disinfect you, if you like, of that yucky missileness. Please do. With my word, Let's because go. it's um, really all about disease and disaffection. Have you ever had a malady? Well, okay. Tell me what it means first. <laughs> because I think so, but at the same time. It's not the same as milady. Milady is milady over the fence no, there no. from whom I malady, borrow. The, fr- the French word for sickness. Borrow <laughs> sugar. Wow. Malady, on the other hand, is the French word for sickness. Yes. So, yes, I've had a malady. You know who uses the word a lot? The French. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They say, because I speak French. Oh, really? Yes. And if I wanted to say that I'm sick, I would just say, je suis malade. Oh, malade. Yeah, I'm sick. Mm. But malady obviously means sickness. Mm. Sickness. Mm. Now, the most commonly uh, referred to sickness in early literature around Shakespeare through to Bonaparte's kind of time frame, the big S, syphilis. Of all the maladies that were mentioned in literature, this by far took the cake. Indeed, it is the infinite malady is syphilis. It's because you can't get rid of it, right? Mm. So it's your finite. Syphilis, on the other hand, is infinite. It'll last longer than you. It's kind of like leaving behind the cockroaches if we have a nuclear war or something. Wow. That was, that, that, that's an interesting um, metaphor that doesn't really work. However, the writing the, the writing about sickness, writing about malady is common in the time around the plague. Mm. So you can have the concept of a, a malady becoming an eider down over the whole of a society. Mm. So that's the way that I think the word is beautiful for you, for using when you're talking about something like a pandemic or the plague, the yellow fever. So could we describe COVID-19 as a malady? Yes, I think definitely. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a sickness. It's a dis-ease. It's a distemper. Mm. So mal is bad, evil. That's the, the um, root, of course. So great words like maladroit. Maladaptive. Malpractice, maladaptive. It's a root that immediately... I think if you if you didn't if you didn't understand the sentence, you could probably work it out from the fact that one of the words in that sentence has mal in it mm-hmm. or dis in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So malady, distemper, disease. Okay. 
One of the um, one of the big problems with malady is that it's not only the human species that suffers from. Mm. Mm. We've got a bit of a problem with bees yep. at the moment. Big, big problem with bees. A malady in our bees. Mm. Yep, yep. And what happens if we don't have bees? The world ends. Well, we don't have almonds. And what happens if we don't have almonds? The world ends. We don't have almond milk. And what happens if we don't have almond milk? Vegans have got nothing to drink. The fucking world ends. So, well, just, just the vegans aren't very happy. Can I just say though? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Go. I'm not vegan, and I have almond milk with my carrot. Oh. No, it adds extra flavour to my caramel latte with an extra shot. I'm not even going to go there. I have with, I'm not milk. even going to go there with the dairy practices of milking almonds. It's, it's, it's not on, okay? There's, is is there's, it better than worse than milking a cow's teat? Well, at least there's regulation around it. Have you seen anybody going down to your local almond farm and checking out the almond milking, making sure that it's going okay? <laughs> it makes me coffee so. taste best. It doesn't. It makes it taste watery. No. Oat milk, on the other hand, I'm okay with no. milking your oats Goodbye. as long as you're not milking your almonds. <sighs> so I'm going to give you a malady in a minute. One of the other the problems with a malady is it can often be mysterious. And so that's a oh. alliteration, isn't it? It's a mysterious malady. So that's when they don't know exactly where it came from or when what When a whole heap of shit's dying and you go, oh, there's something wrong, but I don't recognise it yet. Malady. It's a malady, I think. Remember Mallory? Yeah. From, yeah. Um, not different. I was going to say different strokes. No. <gasps> The um, other one, yes, um, Family Fox. Ties. Yes. Oh. I loved her, Justine Bateman. Yes. And she's absolutely fabulous, completely fabulous. She completely, she's saying to Hollywood, fuck you and you're telling me how to look. What are you talking about now? Justine Bateman, is she Mallory. Currently not, is she currently anti She's been writing beautiful stuff. She's throwing on its head the concept of female beauty in Hollywood. So, yes, we've got Malady, but she's actually Mallory. Now, That's um, a good, I'm, I'm happy to learn that she's still, you know, out and about. And she really is, and I think that she's just about a whole, a whole subject on her own. Mm. The sickness of the century has nothing to do with Tony Barber. The sickness of the century is, can you please say it, Frenchman, mal de cycle? Mal de cycle. Mal de cycle. Yep. Sickness of the century is a term used to refer to the ennui, which is another wonderful word, mm. ennui, the disillusionment and the melancholy that we experience when we're young, wealthy, and we've got nothing to do in the 19th century in Europe. Right, okay. It's the oh, melody of the century. It's like a disenfranchised. Oh, just lie around drinking good wine. So it seems like this word could be used in many different ways. So we're talking at the species level, we're talking at the household level, and we're talking at the metaphorical level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well. And then we're talking the, you know, you can be be really freaking sick, like with syphilis, or you can just have a bit of the malady of the century, which is just really lying about being rich and having nothing to do. On a chaise long. Just so you know, though, today syphilis is totally treatable and manageable. Hashtag asking for a friend. Don't know why you would know that, Matthew. Got uh, no idea at all. Oh, because I'm up to date on, you know, current STDs that people may suffer from being a homosexual. So this is a community service announcement, a CSI. Asking for a friend. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. know what it does too to you? It just sends you crazy. 
It doesn't anymore, Michelle. Well, it did when Al Capone was around and getting it. Yeah, but that was And he handed it around in that prison like nobody's business. What do you mean? Was he buggerising men? He was. Oh. And it's okay when you've got a gun. You can, <laughs> when, you're, when you're in charge of Chicago, you can say, on your knees. Actually, son, on it's your always knees. okay. I'm a gay man, Michelle. No, it's okay to force people when you're in charge. The malady of the century is just hanging about. The malady, the infinite malady is the one you don't want between your legs and throughout your your, your, um, your bloodstream, I guess. It's a blood. Is that where syphilis? Yeah. Bloodborne? Yeah, it's not like a, it's not on the skin. It's not one that you can just crust off with your fingernail. So to get it from somebody else, you have to get more intimate than just a bit of a peck on the cheek then? Yes, it's blood or semen. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to stick your tongue in their ear or something, but it's got to go even further than that. Yeah, no, it has to be the, the goods. The inner- <laughs> need to be bleeding. Yeah, or jizzing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, so gen- generally there's an air of pessimism, I suppose, around the malady, uh, the concept, yeah. and around the definition. But as I said, if you've got, if you're spelling it, Right, it's malady, and if you're spelling it right and you're in Pygmalion, it's milady. 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 Lift your skirt for a penny, Beggett. Oh, that's it, that's it. Right, ya, right, ya. Oh. like a cup in a crumpet, love. I like your crumpet. <laughs> oh, saucy one you are, saucy one. <laughs> well, you can tell that Michelle and I are prone to performance. You can tell that it's Friday afternoon. I liked that exploration into melody. It, there's more There's more to that word than I realised. And I really like with the French language in general how they have words that I think are more expansive than in English. Yes. You know, Sick is not the same as melody, is it? It's just not. And sickness, Don't cut it. Like sickness. It doesn't, doesn't have, sound like syphilis. Exactly. And even though you could say in English, you know, oh, the disenfranchised youth are suffering from a sickness, it, it's still clinical. Whereas maldicycle. Mal, maldicycle. I shall never get it, dear valued listener. <gasps> What's that clicking? <laughs> thank you, Michelle. I enjoyed that. That's okay. Thank you, Matthew. And I can, I can speak French now because I can say malady and croissant. Wow. And... Uh-huh. No, there's no cultural appropriation here, Devalue. I'm allowed to because you're here. We love all peoples. <laughs> Even the French ones. Thank you, Michelle, for a nice afternoon chit. Oh, I'm a Kiwi again. <laughs> oh.